0: everyone welcome to episode five of the columbus uncut podcast i am sean here with my co-host caleb and we are here to bring you current events sports beer guests and all things columbus unfiltered and uncut how you doing today buddy
1: good man glad to have you back in the uh in the good old host seat it was a uh, interesting episode last week without you in here so uh Glad to have you back. Back to normal. Podcast feels like it's it's regular self again.
0: Right. We haven't been doing this for that long, but man, it sucked to miss out on it. I'm glad to be back. Glad to be rolling and uh, getting into episode five here. It seems like we just started this yesterday and here we are. So uh, before we get started and get deep into the episode, I'd like to Remind everyone that you can follow us on social media. We do have a Twitter. It is Columbus underscore Uncut or at Columbus underscore Uncut. We have an Instagram. It's the same, at Columbus underscore Uncut. We do have a Discord server where you can follow and be added into the Discord for server and you can talk to us and other others within the server. And as of the past week and a half, we have a Teespring page where you can actually go on to the page and get some columbus uncut merch uh looks pretty cool um and that all goes towards the podcast so uh check it out um and if you have any issues finding any of these you can go to our link tree which we'll post in the show notes and we'll post all over um social media and that basically is a a one-stop shop for all the links involved with the uh the podcast so uh, again, check us out and, and we, we hope you enjoy this week's episode.
1: I'm looking forward to, uh, ordering that hoodie that's on there. It looks pretty legit. looks pretty warm. Uh, so I'm going to be getting one of those. That's a fact.
0: Yeah. Next summer, I'm going to get the Jersey. There's a Jersey on there that's oh. got Columbus uncut. And then on the back, I put six, one, four for the numbers. Okay.
1: That's legit. Yeah. That's all the Clippers games. There we go.
0: There we go. So
1: love it. Well, to get started here, our usual uh, segment that we start off with, no guests today, so uh, we're just uh, a two-man show here, so we're gonna rate this beer and then uh, hopefully next week we can get another guest on um, from uh, a local area around here. Uh, so we'll be putting our feelers out and see who we can't get. We got We got a few options. Just all about working through schedules. With these holidays and everything, it doesn't uh, make it very easy.
0: Yeah. That's for sure. It's uh, It seems to be a busy time of year. I didn't really realize that. But, you know, for everyone with Halloween coming on, November coming on, summer's right. ending. So it's starting to get colder out now.
1: Well, and right out, I didn't realize, like, as soon as Halloween is over, like, it's legit on to those next things. I mean, Charlotte... When I picked her up for my parents this afternoon, she gets in the car and she starts singing a Christmas carol. Oh, boy. And I was like, Halloween trick-or-treating was yesterday. I mean, the actual holiday hasn't even happened. And she's out here singing a Christmas song already.
0: Yeah. It's it's coming. It's coming fast. I mean, the fact, like, Thanksgiving is coming and that's the Ohio State-Michigan game. Right. It's, like, bittersweet because that's kind of getting close to the end of the football season
1: and at least we got the nfl till february so football till february i basically. don't know. the broncos suck so it's <laughs> yeah, true it was <laughs> we'll t- get into that tough night <laughs> for you last week um okay on to the beer so today we are drinking uh heart state double break it is a uh double hazy ipa uh It says on the can here, soft, tropical, juicy, and easy. Uh, It's 8.5%. It's technically a New England double hazy IPA. Uh, It was rated 4 out of 5 on the Beer Advocate. And it was rated a 3.94 on the Untapped app out of 5. So, pretty high ratings. Uh, It's made with citra and mosaic hops. Uh, and like I said, flavors of tropical fruity goodness in this one. Um, this uh, brewery, Heart State, <clears throat> they actually make another uh, beer that's just called Break. So it's the exact same beer, just not a double. So, mm. And it also comes in 12-ounce cans. So a little bit different than this one since this one comes in a 16-ounce can. And this one's got a little bit more... Bang for your buck, you know what I mean. Um, a couple facts about this brewery, I think this is kind of cool. Um, so Heart State Brewery, they name all their beers uh, that has something to do related with the heart, okay? So, some of the other beers that they brew are called Heart State Throb, so Heart Throb, okay? They brew. Uh, one called strings, so heart strings. Mm-hmm. They got another one called break. Well, break is what we're drinking, so heart break. They brew another one called ache, heart ache.
0: Do they have attack? <clears throat> they
1: don't. <laughs> a heart attack would be pretty good, <laughs> uh, but they have that'll be their seltzer. <laughs> probably, yeah. They have uh, sweet, which is called sweetheart, and then they have a land, which is called heartland. So, I thought that was kind of cool. You know, all of them somehow related to, like, have heart in the name. Um, the guy I work with is actually the one who told me about that. I didn't find that anywhere online. Uh, that was just, like, a little known fact. So, I thought that was kind of kind of cool. Uh, they opened in 2020, so very new uh, <clears throat> brewery. And they have a tap room uh, in Columbus out by Blacklick. Um... So, we might have to head over there and give it a try. They don't have... Uh, all the beers I named uh, at the very beginning uh, are their, like year-round beers. So, those ones are always made. <clears throat> but they have... Um, right now, they have another one called uh, Cheer. Like, Heart State Cheer. It's a Christmas beer. Um, and they have a couple other ones. I didn't look into them too in-depth because uh, they're all seasonal, but... The ones I named before the year-round ones. Pretty cool. Small brewery. Um, mm-hmm. I think they somehow have a connection with some other local Columbus breweries. Uh, I'm just not totally positive on which ones uh, they're in connection
0: with. <clears throat> um, yeah, it says they're
1: out of Gahanna, too. Yeah. So. Well, I th- Blacklick is out by Gahanna, so... I just, their address said Columbus, so I considered it to still yeah. be... You know, central. Um, I'm going to start with what I'm tasting. And I said this to you a little bit ago because we popped them open a little bit early before the episode. I don't know how this is possible, but it is. this beer is, like, super easy to drink. Like, you would think for a double that it would be pretty bitter at the end or, like, you know, uh, not as easy drinking. But, I mean what did it say at the very end here? Literally easy. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's spot on. You know, I feel like some beers might say that just to lure you in and it's really not. This one really is. Or, I don't, I mean, I've never had it, so this is just what I'm going with, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, it is smooth. It's And it's 8.5% too. Right. So, it's, it's, when I, you know, when I taste it and... I mean, give people a little insight. I did, you know, I had COVID last couple weeks, so I did lose my taste and smell. So I think I have my taste back, but as I'm tasting it, like, it's to the point where I'm questioning, like, do I fully have my taste back? It's so smooth for a double IPA. I'm like, uh, I just went to dinner, tasted everything. but this beer, you know, double IPA is way smoother than... You know any other double IPA that I would expect? So um, it's it's smooth. It's doesn't have the real hoppy bitter taste that you would expect.
1: Right, that, and on their website, one of the little description things about this was like, go ahead, just try one. Like insinuating you could have a lot of these, and I really, I mean, it's probably not smart to have a lot of these doubles, but I mean, it's gonna get you there quick. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. I th- I think it's a really good beer. To be honest with you, to give it a the rating here, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go seven Buckeye Leaves. This one's mm-hmm. pretty high for me. I mean, if this is like I said, I don't know if. I mean, everything looks good about it. It's it's kind of got a hazy look, but like yet you can still kind of see through it. Yeah, it's not as hazy as some of the other ones. I think everything's okay with it. It looks fine. I mean, it
0: must be pretty good if it's the first one you're given an actual whole that's, number rating. That's what I, I know. Uh, yeah, I'm
1: going seven. Seven. Seven Buckeye leaves. No half Buckeye leaves. I no really, leave. really like this one. Yeah. Bobby
0: really beat you up about that last week. so He made me feel really uncomfortable no, about, feel about it. you feel guilty about it, I mean, it's our show. We can do whatever we And he makes you feel guilty want. about your own rating system. Right? Huh?
1: Unbelievable. Yeah, I hope yeah. Bobby's listening to this and he can realize how bad he made me feel for my <laughs> half numbers on my own show. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Well, if you're not going to do a half number, I will. I'm going to give it a 7.5. Love it. Yeah, I think that it's really good. Uh, I think we're setting a pretty good bar here. 10 is ten is hard to achieve. I'm wondering I, if we'll
1: honestly ever get a 10. Yeah,
0: I, I don't know. I don't know because I'll always think there's something better out there.
1: I know. and uh, Well, okay, if we could somehow get this beer, which I don't think we ever will be able to... Um, but I had this beer in Texas with my cousin one time out in Dallas. Um, it was at this brewery called Deep Elm. And it was a 10% beer, and I can't remember what it was called. Um, my cousin Kyle, he had it as well. I'm telling you, it was the smoothest beer I've ever drank. I did not know I was drinking a 10% beer, and it's easily my favorite. I would give it a 10 Really, no questions.
0: See, I I don't know if I want to put Bodhi as like the shining the, the shining star. example yeah. as like a ten, but it's just like the perfect mixture of everything, and we talk about it all the time. We do, yeah. So, it, it's up there. But like I said, seven and a half for this one. I really like it. I could have multiple of these. I wouldn't want to have too many because, like we said, you are definitely gonna get a get a headache or two if you if uh, if you have too many of these. But it's smooth. It's refreshing. I love hazy IPAs. Um, good taste, but not overpowering. Definitely something you can drink by itself or with a meal. Um, yeah. I would consider it more of a summer beer, not a fall or anything you'd want to. You'd be picking out in the fall or winter. Yeah. Everyone's transitioning to the right to the Christmas ales and the stouts. And, right. Everything Which we have,
1: we have a good portion of those yeah. coming up for our, our next episodes. The last thing before we finish the beer segment, going over the can a little bit. I'm going to be honest with you, the can is just uh, regular to me, but what I do love is I love the logo. I think the logo is pretty cool, really original. Um, I, I'm a big fan of it. Like I said, I've seen all the other cans. They're basically all the exact same. They're just all different colors. So, like, one's a dark green, one's, like, a blue, this one's obviously yellow. Um, It's just plain. I mean, I have nothing against it, but I do just really love their logo.
0: I I like the can. I mean, it's simple. I don't need, you know, uh, I mean, we kind of dogged on some cans earlier in other episodes. I don't mean dogged on them, but we just didn't really understand where they were going with the can and the design. Whereas this one is just simple. I mean, I, I like, like you said, I like their logo. It literally just has the name, what kind of beer it is, and kind of what goes into it with their logo. Yeah. I mean, it's real simple. Pretty simple. simple. Uh, yeah. I, and their logo is awesome. I mean, with the state of Ohio and, you know, the, the, um, when they're established and everything. And it says Heart State in the middle. And you'll be able to see that when you check out our Instagram posts. Um, and Twitter post when we post the episode. So by all means, check out the can. Uh, we both really enjoy the beer. It's from uh, Heart State out of Gahanna. This was the double break, double hazy IPA. Yeah. Overall, a good one. Good, good stuff.
1: Excited for next week's beer. I do have a little hint on next week's beer. It's sold in four packs, and uh, it's got some guava and some plum in it, it's also like a double IPA, I believe. It's like 9.2%. But uh, a lot of people, I heard, I mean, this stuff is crazy, crazy good. So I'm excited to try it. Um, ex- looking forward to next week's episode, we can actually have it.
0: Looking forward to it, man. I can't tell you how amazing it is to have a beer again after not having one for a couple weeks well, now. Well, you could
1: have had one. You just, I mean...
0: Oh, believe me, I was Googling if I could drink beer with COVID, and it it just—I didn't want to, you know, raise any more chances for anything. Right, that's that's
1: that's one of those times when you should have had Whitney like go out to the store for you, get you a thirty-pack of Hams, (laughs) just like the nastiest beer ever. If you can't taste it, yeah, crush them. Well, I have a a beer,
0: a stocked fridge, but it was just like, do I want to like? I don't know if this is going to make me feel worse. I right. don't, don't want to test it. It's right. like I I can it might I should probably just be an upstanding citizen and not drink beer for 2 weeks straight. I think I can manage and Where, it was the, rough, but I did it. What's the fun in that though? <laughs> right. Yeah, especially especially when you're locked in a room, but right. we've made it through. So, mo- as we move on, we're going to get into our food segment here. So, this will be The first one we've done really, uh, officially, um, since I've been back, um, again, we're using our 2020 and, or 2021 and 2022, a foodie card deck that each one has different restaurants on it. We're going to draw one every week at the end of the food segment, and we'll eat at that place during the week and kind of give it a review the next week when, uh, during the episode. Um, and these, this deck has all kinds of things, breweries, hotel, restaurants, restaurants, Whiskey bars, pizzerias, uh, all kinds of stuff. You name it, it's in there. Um, So we figured it'd be a great way to highlight some of the places around here in Columbus. So the place we'll be highlighting this week is the 1126 Restaurant. And that is actually at 1126 North High Street. What do you know? Downtown Columbus, right? Um, I believe that's a short north, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So... um, it's a basically it's an upscale sushi bar, uh, or sushi restaurant. I like to me walking in the place. It looks like an upscale pub. Yeah, like, I thought it was like
1: a real modern, like fancy-ish pub. Like young professionals going right. there for like a happy hour after work type of thing. Yeah. But then we got the food, and I was like, oh, this is like yeah. a legit sushi place.
0: Yeah, I mean, you if you took the sushi bar away from it. I would think I was in a. I would have no idea I was in a sushi bar. Oh, 100%. like if you took the actual like because I'm pretty sure they slapped the sushi bar on top of an old bar from yeah, whatever was just there. Just covered
1: before. that whole left side of the a bar. And right. Three dudes right there doing all the sushi stuff, and then just your regular yeah place to get a drink. Yeah.
0: So it. I mean, it's 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 really nice. Obviously, w- wood paneling all around the place. Wooden. Uh, we were in boost. Um, just, just overall, pretty relaxed, um, pretty uh, up. Not like upper scale, super ritzy, but it's not. You know, you're not at Applebee's. So
1: right, you're not. You're not wearing a suit when you. I mean, you can, but right. you don't need to dress up in a suit to go there. Uh, but like, you're probably also not going there in sweatpants. You know right. what I mean? You're you're wearing jeans and a t-shirt, and you're perfectly dressed. But you also could. Fancy it up a little bit if you wanted to, like you could definitely treat it as like a, a nice place to eat. I mean, looking at the price, you would definitely understand yeah. where we're coming from in that.
0: Yeah. So as far as on genre, obviously it's sushi. There was hibachi offered as well. Um, it, obviously they're not cooking it in front of you like a hibachi steakhouse or anything, but it was an option um, on their website. They say it's a, a modern interpretation of classic dishes with an insistence on high-quality and fresh ingredients.
1: Those ingredients were 100% super fresh. I mean, I had the monster roll and the dragon roll as my meal, which it was about $36 for two rolls of sushi, but they were huge. And I feel like I've eaten a lot of sushi. I mean, I've eaten everything from giant eagle sushi to a place literally called Mr. Sushi. I mean, just so many different places. And this was like the freshest, best-tasting sushi I think I've ever had.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have a pretty high standard for sushi. I consider myself a sushi snob because I lived in Hawaii for three years. Right. Where, I mean, you can't get... yeah, Yeah, you can't get fresher than, you know, out there. And, I mean, this... I've eaten a lot of sushi since I've been back on the mainland and this is probably up there with some of the best sushi I've had on the mainland. So, I mean, if that tells you anything, I I'm not not trying to sound like a sushi snob, but I am because I've had a lot of sushi out, you know, in in Hawaii with fresh ingredients and this place matched up with the best of them. It was it was delicious.
1: And I'm sure that if anybody went to Hawaii and ate sushi there like you did for however long you lived there they would also probably be like yeah it's fair that he's a sushi snob about that because this shit is the real deal yeah you know what i mean there's very um, little
0: things i can be snobby about sushi's one of them
1: well and not many people probably have been to hawaii to tell you you're wrong yeah that's true you know what i mean so we're taking you at your word anyway yeah
0: well so i mean getting into it at food selection obviously sushi hibachi seafood is a Mainstay, but they did have udon noodles on the the menu as well. As far as alcohol, they did have a fully stocked bar with local beers on tap. So I mean, if you want mixed drinks, you want you know some cocktails, you want beer, whatever it is, they're gonna have it down there. Um, if,
1: I, if I could say one negative thing about the alcohol selection, I ordered a Modelo because I thought it sounded really good at the time. I don't think that it was as fresh as it could possibly be because. It tasted a little funky, so maybe when you go there, don't get a Medello.
0: or just don't get a Medello. or that, anywhere.
1: Yeah, it just didn't taste like <laughs> I thought it was going to taste. I'm gonna.
0: <laughs> here's where the sushi snob also comes out from, you know, the inside. modello and sushi is not the ideal. Yeah, it's,
1: not, it's not a good combo, but. It, medello sounded really good at the time and i was like mm, yeah this is gonna be good and then it was hot garbage yeah,
0: yeah it might have been a skunked medello it out might. there so, they probably have the, the thing is they probably don't have many people coming well, to their restaurant ordering medello with that's their sushi the thing dinner.
1: i realized that after the fact i'm like yeah nobody orders this here. there's no way
0: <laughs> they had to pull it out of a box that was sitting in the alley probably it, yeah. yeah outside yeah, yeah. disgusting Um, as far as speed of service, it was really good. I mean, we sat down, um, got our drinks right away. And I mean, probably were, had our food within 30 minutes of sitting down. We both got appetizers and everything. Um, so, you know, it is, uh, it's a, it's a pretty busy place and as busy as it was, we got served pretty fast. I was pretty impressed, honestly.
1: The reserve, I mean, we made a reservation, which I would highly recommend if anyone's going to go there. Uh, definitely call and make a reservation. I mean, we called what 3 hours beforehand trying yeah. to get a reservation and they were like, "What time did you say?" and I was like, "Uh 6:30." And she was like, "Yeah, no problem." And yeah. but then we got there and it was packed. Right. So like I think they really try to work with people when you do call to get a reservation. They appreciate that. They probably get a ton of walk-ins and so when you can call and yeah. you know, give them a heads up, they're much happier about that. Yeah, I definitely
0: recommend a reservation, but it it's also deceptively big, like, because yeah, it keeps going. Yeah. Past the bathrooms, I think, I mean, I didn't go
1: past them, but it looked like there was a lot of tables even up there. Yeah. I don't know how far left or right it went from that point, but I bet another 50 people probably could have sat oh, yeah. back
0: there, too. Yeah, so, I mean... It, it's it's pretty big, but definitely you're going on a Friday, Saturday night, I would recommend getting a reservation. Um, <clears throat> as far as price expectations, overall it came out to probably about eighty to a hundred bucks per couple, I would say. <clears throat> so obviously not super, super upscale pricey, but it's it's more than, you know, just a casual dinner out at a brewery or anything like that. But let me tell you folks, you're getting what you pay for. Oh, it, it I mean to eat a sushi meal like this out in Hawaii, you're paying 150 160 bucks for a couple. Uh, so to get quality equivalent to that and to pay what we pay... A fraction of
1: the $150, $160 right, price. Yeah.
0: It, it, it's worth it. It's, oh, it's absolutely worth it. I mean, just to give my overall thoughts on the place... Absolutely loved it. Um, we were rating it while we were there, while we don't have the Buckeye Leaves rating structure for the food segment. I mean, just on a scale of 1 to 10, it was a 10 out of 10 for yeah. me. I yeah. mean, the food, <clears throat> the service, the atmosphere, the location. I mean, if you want to go out just for a night out down, downtown, great place to start with dinner. Uh, absolutely loved it. The food, I, I, I had octopus and uh, spicy tuna roll. And, uh, you know, various other roles. Can't remember everything I had because I got so much. But <laughs> it, it, everything was spot on. Absolutely amazing. Fresh fresh as can be. Um, and I would definitely recommend this place to anyone that's looking for a night out uh, to get some sushi.
1: Yeah, I would give a score close to 10 out of 10. But I'm going to go 9.8. The .2 off because the modello was straight <laughs> trash. So I can't give it a perfect 10. But I told Emma this the other day. I, if if we're getting sushi, you know, like, I don't mind getting the Giant Eagle sushi every so often. Like, it's down the street. It's easy to get. And it, you know, it gets the job done. It's not high quality. But, like, if we're really trying to get some sushi, even if you don't want to go there, I would 100% get carryout sushi from that place. Yeah. And... I mean, it was that good. Like, that's the sushi I want to eat f- top t- t- I mean, top three on my list. You know, I'd rather get that than any other sushi. So I'm ordering that, bringing it back yeah. home until I can find something better. But I, from what you said, comparing it to Hawaii stuff, I doubt that I'm going to find anything better unless I'm going to Hawaii.
0: Yeah. I mean, and one last note, they do have carry out and... The thing that kind of surprised me was or surprised me was their website is a little deceiving. It kind of looks like Gee. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Like uh you would not get based off of how elegant and upscale and amazing the place looks. You don't get that vibe. From, right. It looks like on their website if you're going on there to figure out their order carry out like you're ordering it from some like sushi place in a shopping, shopping. plaza oh, yeah. like yeah. It's, so, don't let the website turn you off, folks. It, it's absolutely amazing. Right. So, uh, as, as we close out the, the restaurant segment, we are going to draw where we are going this week we, for next week's food segment. We need a little drum, ro- so, drum roll. A little bit of drum roll. Will you do the honors of drawing something?
1: We got, for next week, Fiesta Bar and Grill. Five nine two five Sawmill Road, Dublin. Nice, that's close. <laughs> all right. So looks like we're going to have some Mexican food. <laughs>
0: Fiesta. This next Farm week. Grill.
1: excited to give that a try and uh, hopefully we can give it as good of a rating as we just did eleven twenty six. Hey,
0: it's all right. <coughs> we started out high, but we're gonna get through the whole deck and ah, it'll be a it'll be an experience, I'm sure.
1: Right. And uh, just a reminder again before we get on to our next segment. Uh, like we said before, make sure to give us a follow on social media. Uh, Sean's Twitter handle is what?
0: I think it's at SeanBrawley26. If
1: you want to give Sean a follow, at SeanBrawley26. If you want to give me a follow, at Ridge uh, 105 Our podcast page is at Columbus underscore uncut. On both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Like Sean said before. We do have a Discord. um, Which is linked. uh, In our Instagram and our Twitter. We also have a Teespring. So you can get some merch of ours. And a link tree. That Sean set up. uh, The other week. uh, To kind of get you set up. To find all of our stuff. In one easy location. Yeah I mean
0: basically look at it as a website. It's basically our website where you can it'll you can go to the teespring page from there the instagram page the twitter page the the podcast everything
1: right which you can find our podcast also on apple podcast spotify podcast rss and i believe google podcasts or we may have not gotten google set up yet but i know you can at least find it on the other three so feel free to check us out on there um You can find out all the great information, all the great things we have to say, and all the people that we talk to, and all the good stuff. So, uh, Sean's going to take us into our next segment, our uh, Columbus Sports segment. Since last week, we didn't have this segment because Sean had the dreaded Corvid. So, uh, we had a very, very short episode, or short episode, short segment on Columbus Sports where we just went through the... uh, um, the Buckeyes score against Indiana, <clears throat> uh, which turned to be a blowout. So yeah, <laughs> we we all predicted it correctly, both Evan, Bobby, and I. So there you go.
0: So as far as sports, uh, trying to keep it a little light so that we're not talking on too long about it. But as far as news this week, so something I found interesting. I really enjoy kind of looking this stuff up and seeing seeing what I find. But um, Ohio State's. Kristen White was inducted into the Women's Golf Coaches Association Hall of Fame. So she obviously played for Ohio State, was a golfer for Ohio State. She basically was a badass at golf. She had four consecutive Big Ten titles during her time there. She was there from 2002 to 2005 um, and also had – she was OSU's only two-time Big Ten Player of the year, I guess. Is, I guess in golf they're called players. So Big Ten Player of the Year for OSU two times. They're only OSU two-time Big Ten Player of the Year. And she's top five in career win- wins, scoring average, which her scoring average is at 75. And she holds the school record for Eagles at 12. Wow. So, I mean, certified badass in golf. Um, and she's getting recognized for And it.
1: she was there from, what, 2002, 2005? I was going to say... Um, if we can eventually get, uh, my old boss, Mr. Pappas on here, he's, uh, he's got a few of those accolades as well. I forget all the ones he has, but I think he's got, uh... A couple uh, All-Americans and whatnot, so we can... He probably knows who she is, cause well, I don't even know who that tell is. Tell him so. to get
0: inducted into the Women's Golf Coaches Association <laughs> right. Hall of Fame and we'll, we'll get all the right. beats. Exactly. Uh, so uh, Also, this week, so no surprise here, EJ Liddell was named to the preseason All-Big Ten team. Uh, getting super stoked. Basketball's coming, man.
1: Oh, I, I cannot wait for... Do you, I think it starts uh, November maybe...
0: Fifth? Uh, it's next play, week. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think they play uh, Indianapolis.
0: That's an exhibition. Yeah, yeah But I think play. that's the very first yep.
1: thing. But uh, uh, it's no surprise EJ is named to the preseason all. Being t- I, he's probably going to be on the Wooden Award watch list. He is. Yeah, yeah.
0: Him and uh, which I was kind of upset. I thought this guy was gone, but Kofi Coburn.
1: Oh, he's not from Illinois.
0: Illinois. He's he's still he's back.
1: Wait, at Illinois. Yeah, I thought he transferred. No,
0: he's he's back. Oh, he's back. Oh, if he transferred, he's somewhere else in the Big Ten because he's also on the Big Ten uh, preseason. Well, then
1: he. I I swear I could have heard something about he was either maybe maybe was he was entering the draft with uh,
0: Desumu. Well, also, just I gotta get this out there. Can we just eliminate the charade that his last name's not Cockburn? Uh, let's be it's honest. It's cockburn. I know. It really is. I just... If Coburn makes him feel better, nowhere else in the, in the English language is there a CK that's silent. That, that sounds like an F. At least give me a coke burn. Yeah, or something, yeah. Nowhere is there a CK that's silent. Yeah, I mean,
1: the, I on, I oh, and When all my friends and I are together and we watch those games, that's what we always say. But, like... I don't feel like there's any way it's Coburn. It's not.
0: It's not. But moving on. (laughs) Moving on. Basketball season's here. Super excited. Um, It's going to be a good year for the Buckeyes. I'm telling you, they're going to get over that hurdle this year. We got some veterans. Yep. We got some talent in our youth. Uh, even some some good freshmen coming in. So We're excited. not losing
1: in the first round to Oral Roberts. I can tell you that. Well,
0: much here's fun. what's going to happen to Ohio State: the same th- If this happens again, I don't know. You got to be wa- on watch for Holtman to be gone. But if they, there's no way. If they every year they hit January the Big Ten schedule and just fall apart. I know. Every year. I'd rather. They, them- I mean, they beat Kentucky that like two years ago. Number one team in the country. Yeah. They were the, like ranked number one at one point and then just fell apart in the Big Ten.
1: I'd rather them lose horribly at the beginning of Big Ten play and then pick it up right, right. going into tournament time. But we always seem to just fall off. And then right when we get into the tournament, we're like, we maybe play decent in the Big Ten championship tournament, you know, like... Make it a decent ways where you're like, okay, we're kind of building on some stuff here, yeah. and then we get to that first game every year. But then, if we make it past the first game, it seems like we're fine. But that first game, it's like, what is this basketball team? Why are we so timid? Yeah, like it's we have great players, they need to just play the ball that they play and not worry about, oh, I'm in the NCAA tournament, I don't want to make a mistake, like, yeah. We have a good team. You're going to make mistakes, but when you get to that point in the tournament, you got to just play and right. not be timid about that kind of stuff.
0: It's yeah. kind of like in football. You expect your team to get better throughout the year, right? right? So you don't, like, this whole January slump, and it's exactly because it's the Big Ten schedule, because despite what's happening in the NBA, it's the exact opposite in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. The centers Rule the Big Ten. Yeah. We don't have a Kofi Coburn. We yeah. don't have that big dude from Pertu. I can't remember his freaking name. Uh, The big, big white dude, man. I can't oh, even remember Isaac his Oh, Isaac Haas. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we we don't... Ha- we As Ohio State, we are actually a smaller team now. I mean, you got EJ Liddell yeah. trying to guard these guys, right. and we just can't can't match up. It reminds me, as a Pacers fan, what it was like for in the NBA when we had Roy Hibbert oh. and everyone was going away from the set. That dude was
1: like, what, 7'5"? Seven <laughs> four. He was massive. Yeah. He
0: was huge, but he was a prototypical center in a yeah. in a game where they don't really have that right. anymore. So anyway, as you can see, we're both excited for the basketball season. We'll probably be talking about oh, yeah. it a lot more once it gets started. Um one last highlight, so Blue Jackets, the season kicked off two weeks ago. Currently sitting at four and two. Um not bad. The Blue Jackets were picked to be like one of the Terrible. worst teams. Literally in the I think NHL. second to last. Yeah. So as far as the power rankings are sitting at twenty three out of thirty two, so not the greatest. They did, um, man. The, the couple games I watched, they're just too many power plays, man. Too many power plays. They had to go and open net in one of the games, and then I think it was versus uh, the Islanders. Um, they had to go and open net and ended up losing by two. Be- at they end. beat the Islanders. Uh, it must have been. They lost to else. the Red Wings. That's who it yeah. was. That was. But the I will say.
1: Uh, Elvis, Merzlinkins, the goalie, looks like an absolute monster. He just got an extension this year of, like, a five-year deal or whatever, but he looks like the real deal. He kind of... I feel like he's maybe playing better than Sergei in certain... I I mean, he's still young. I feel like he's got a lot to prove, but he's played super well. And our backup, Jonas Corposalo, is also incredible.
0: He just...
1: So happens that we've lost the two games we've lost when he's been in goal.
0: Well, like, and I watched the entirety of the Red Wings game, and the shot differential was the absolute, just, absolute stat of the game. It was like, they outshot, like, they outshot us by double. And the Red Wings are horrible. Right, and Which, that's, that's, it's what, like, yeah, no wonder we lost. Like, you could have the best goalie in the world, but they got... Twice the amount of shots yeah. on goal as us and
1: Yona, was... Giannis, Giannis Corpus yeah, Giannis, Giannis Uh not on but but Uh he still had forty
0: some saves, yeah, in that game, and like
1: I think we lost what three to one, maybe.
0: Well, it it should have, yeah. I mean, that was the game they scored last seconds on an open right. goal, right?
1: But so. you let you save forty shots yeah. and let by three, like, I mean. Both goalies are incredible, and I feel like, if I'm being completely honest, at some point this season, we'll probably see the Blue Jackets try to move Corposalo for another piece that we might need down the road, whether it's an injury or if we – because there's some team out there that can use a goalie that's going to have 40 saves a game. Elvis is great, and, yeah, we need to have a good backup to put in his place so he can get some rest sometimes. But Mm -hmm. from what I've heard, our – like, reserve goalies that are with the Monsters, you know, the AAA, if, or I don't know if it's called AAA like it is in baseball, but, like,
0: yeah, the league. The, the farm The farm
1: team is what I like to call it. I've heard we've got a slew of amazing goalies in there. So, I mean, apparently Columbus it's, is just known for having great goalies right. at this rate.
0: I think that's risky, though, because right now I feel like our goalie is the only – Thing keeping us in the game <laughs> oh, <laughs> or in yeah, the map, like I mean, we're
1: scoring goals. Also, I mean, Boone scored in the first three or four games. He scored at least one goal. Yeah, which is awesome. I, and yeah. we scored, uh, gosh, who did we? The Islanders. We won uh. four to one, and I mean, it's pretty awesome. And we yeah. in the first game of the season, we scored eight goals. Yeah, I know. I mean, I feel like our offense is pretty good in the power play,
0: which. I maybe just watch watched the wrong game because well, you, like if you watch it Red feel, Wings felt game, like the Red Wings yeah. we just got dominated. Which man. and
1: what's that's what I go back to is what's hilarious they are garbage. I mean the Red Wings are terrible. <laughs> it's like those nights happen. Yeah. It's just one of those things. It's kind of like uh, when if the Detroit Lions win a game this season, mm-hmm. you're gonna go okay. Clearly, whoever they were playing was way better, but the Lions just had a better game, and shit happens, you know what I mean? Before we get too far into the next week's sporting events, one thing I want to bring up, uh, we don't really talk about high school sports at all on here, but high school football playoffs start tonight. Oh. And uh, so there are 64 teams in Division One football in the playoffs this year. So they they made it... So they got a participation teams. trophy, huh? A team with zero wins made the playoffs. Oh, my goodness. Tell me, are you sending your team to that game if you have zero wins? Are they wins? playing
0: like a one seed? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's, that's and, just and absolute
1: just... How do you have... There is absolutely zero player safety if you're gonna if you let that game happen.
0: I know, that's like that fake team that's going like, up and playing that's like
1: okay, so we know everyone's heard of these schools like Sanex, X, yeah. uh, or uh um, Manor Manor. Like yeah. teams that pump out division one athletes, Wayne, I mean that's another one. And you're gonna ask a division one school that has no wins <laughs> on the season to play one of those teams. Yeah. It. I mean, there should be a running clock from the start of the game on, but they only do running clock in the second half.
0: That's ridiculous. I didn't. I didn't hear about that.
1: But yeah, so one no win team made it in, and there is a slew of one, two, and three win teams. But that
0: that has to be only Division One, right? Because I saw the. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I saw like some people that I know in another uh, uh, community were posting like the playoffs for the regions for like the lower divisions and like the the division my high school was in very low division what they had like four and six teams getting yeah. in. and i was like since when does four and six See, get you I'm in saying. the playoff
1: their thing this year is they added so many teams because they're um i think they're trying to make up for lost revenue maybe or something from the covid years when some teams didn't get to play mm-hmm. and stuff so they were like let's make a huge tournament now and have them play out cuz there was never this many before yeah but i mean i the fact that a 0 to 4 win team is making the playoffs at all i mean even in the nfl it it the rarity of a four win team I mean that would never happen But you see some Like a team or two That might be under 500 That makes the wild card game at least And then they end up losing anyway So it doesn't matter But I still cannot believe Zero wins And you're in the playoffs
0: And high school is completely different Than an NFL even I mean I'm telling you right now 10 times 100 times out of 100 times A team with zero wins in high school is probably not beating the number 1 team in, oh, in it's, division 1 it's in high never happening it's never. not it's like it's like when people talk about like a high school team playing the NFL or something it's it's yeah they're division 1 and it goes off enrollment and everything but there's obviously a la- a, a extreme oh uh difference in, in talent and athleticism that
1: that zero one team i guarantee it's like their qb also plays safety you yeah. know, they're playing every position and the team that they're gonna face, those dudes probably just play their their tight end just <laughs> plays tight ends.
0: It's funny because like, my QB in high school played safety.
1: No, that's like a common <laughs> QB spot, I feel like, because yeah, most high school offenses can't throw it very far. So your safety's really not getting involved that much or as much as maybe some of the other players. So he has less chance to get hurt. Yeah. Plus, he's probably pretty fast. But
0: it's also dumb in that situ. Like, what if someone on that you know team, the one seed or whatever, gets hurt playing a zero win team? Oh, or the the zero win team goes out and tries to do that. That's not saying they would, but it's just not good for anyone involved.
1: Honestly, if you're the one seed, just bring your JV team. probably better than that team. Hey, here's some playoff experience. Yeah, go get it. I mean, or even let your real starters play for a drive. Right. You see how easy it is. Or, okay, you see how easy it is to score. Let's score 21 quick points. All right, JV team, play the rest of the game out. Yeah. You know, it's.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree. So, definitely check out. I mean, I do love high school playoff football. Yeah, I I didn't want to get
1: us too off topic, and I, I know we didn't put that in the prep sheet, but I was talking to a guy at work today about, how a zero-win team makes the playoffs, and I was like, I got to bring this up tonight. I, I love have, high so.
0: school football playoffs. Me and my dad would go, we'd travel and go see, like, St. Ed's or whatever, playing the playoffs. So definitely, if you like football, go out and see some football. Um, as far as upcoming sporting events this week, I kind of narrowed it down, tried to hit some highlights. Obviously, we got Ohio State versus Penn State. Um, tomorrow night at 7.30. Which we'll be at that game. We will be at that ABC. game. It's going to be a good one. We'll be in the rain. Uh, enjoying it, though. Enjoying it for sure. Gonna at the scarlet out, which awesome. does not roll off the tongue like white out. And but,
1: honestly, luckily my jersey is scarlet, but same. I'm going to wear, like, a non-scarlet thing under it to keep Oh, wearing. yeah, I'm
0: going to be layered with, yeah. like, black under it. Yeah. I mean, because I don't, like... I got to wear something water-resistant, and 5%. I don't have anything red that's water-resistant. I just resistant, hope we get so.
1: lucky, and somehow it ends up being no rain, yeah. and then it's just like a still... It could be cold. I am I can deal with that. Right. It's going to be miserable, though, if it's raining
0: yeah. and cold. The, the thing is finding that balance, because you also don't want to overdress and then be carrying around right. a freaking sweatshirt and right. a coat all day, So because we'll be it's going to be a day. We'll it's be gonna putting be a on a liquid jacket yeah. that's going to keep us bewored. That, too. Yeah. That, too. Um also tomorrow night, so we got men's ice hockey versus Michigan State. So that's at 2 pm. You can catch it on OSU radio. Um, it's a second of a two game series uh, with against Michigan State. So check that out if you're looking for something to do before the game or you're out tailgating, turn on the radio and uh, check that game out. Uh, lastly, we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but uh, one November, which is I believe Tuesday is OSU men's basketball versus Indianapolis. And I thought it was on the 5th, so at least we know the... The 5th may be our first game. You might be right on that one. uh, It's going to be an exhibition, so that'll be our first game uh, of the season that we'll actually get to see. It's on Big Plus, so if you are a subscriber to Big Plus, you'll be able to catch that out. It's at 7 p.m. again on the 1st of November. Really looking forward to checking that out. But the big event for this weekend is, of course, Penn State and Ohio State. Which, first off, before we get into this, screw Penn State for absolutely ruining this game for us. You really lose to a team Illinois in nine
1: overtimes? What an absolute joke.
0: Illinois. You lost, you lost to Burt. Burt Bielema. <laughs>
1: Burt Bielema. Okay, how hilarious is it, I don't know if you've ever looked at these, but the photos of him from, like, when he started coaching to when he was at Arkansas. I mean, he was probably wearing, like, a a men's XL or large, you know, when he first started. By the time he was at Arkansas, he's wearing, like, big dogs.
0: <laughs> like, 5XL. He's, he's at the big store. Not he's, the men's big and tall. He's at the men's big. Period. I mean,
1: literally just... Turned into a monster
0: The dude's a joke I hate Brett Bielma from his oh. stint at Wisconsin And him just absolutely hating That he was getting out-recruited And getting his players stolen by Urban Meyer And then he whined about it like a little baby So I The fact that he even won against Penn State Is kind of BS Because it's given him, given him a little bit of uh, I don't know, backing or whatever Because now he's beating Nebraska and Penn State But Penn State, what are you doing, man? Oh 9 overtimes, like, 9 overtimes, you'd think that'd be exciting, and that was literally the worst game. 9 overtimes, and they still, like, the winning team had, like, 18 points. What? Oh.
1: <laughs> literally. I mean, and the thing is, is they had that rule about the 2-point conversions. I mean, the ball was, what, on, like, the 2? Yeah. Every time? And it was that difficult. Yeah. For th- I mean, that's that's an absolute joke.
0: It's a joke. I mean... I think, I don't know, Penn State versus Ohio State it's always a good game. Um, I just don't think it's this week, this year. I don't think it's going to be a good game. I don't think that Penn State has the offense to keep up with Ohio State or to threaten Ohio State's defense. I mean, if there's a weak point on this team, it's the defense, and it's probably our linebackers. But I just don't think that they have the running backs – or the offensive line to threaten us. Jahan Dotson is an absolute first-round talent. He is probably the best offensive player they have. Noah Kane at running back is is all right, but their offensive line just is not good. And Sean Clifford at quarterback is a decent manageable Big 10 quarterback. I I, you know, re, I mean he's from Ohio. I think he went to St. X, but um, There's questions out there as to whether he's fully healthy. And let's hope he's decently healthy because when Penn State had to get their backup in, um, when they played Iowa, it was not pretty. That kid was not ready. It was ugly. So I do not think Penn State gives us much of a game this week. I think that we blow them out. Honestly, I think it's going to be... I don't know. I, I I mean, as far as my prediction, I got us winning forty-four to seventeen. So
1: yeah, I don't think you're wrong on that one. Uh, I have us winning forty-eight to seven. I think Penn State is literally that horrible, and uh, I think our offense is just too potent that they're not going to be able to stop them. And if Sean Clifford is not 100%, and even if they have to bring in their backup, there's no... I mean, our defense is better than Illinois, I can tell you that. Yeah. No problem. So if Illinois can do it, then 100% we can do it with ease.
0: Yeah. And here's the thing that I think no one really wants to say, and I'm going to say it because I'd, I'd like to consider myself as much of an impartial college football fan as... I can be while I am a Buckeye fan, I think that the Big Ten East is kind of benefiting in a very SEC-esque way in the past this year. And what I mean by that is we have some teams who have basically won a lot of games um, between Michigan State, Michigan, Penn State, uh, you know, all with very impressive resumes that you you are not impressive resumes but you know they've won games and as far as Michigan state and Michigan both undefeated um, Penn State lost to Iowa and then to Illinois so they've kind of fallen off a little bit but everyone's been talking about this vaunted uh, big Ten East but I feel like they're they're really just benefiting off of the fact that they're they're winning games that that they should win, but when it comes down to it, I, I don't know if these teams are really that great. I don't know that you're putting a Michigan uh, or a Michigan State up against a Georgia or a Bama and having a competitive game. I just I feel like the the Big Ten East this year is the same argument I had against the SEC in the past where all they do is beat up on each other yeah. and, mm-hmm. and whoever's left standing at the end is in the playoffs or the right. two left standing at the end are in the playoffs because they beat up on each other. Right. But when you put them up against better teams across the country, it's 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 not a thing.
1: Right. And I I think our team has the best shot against any of the teams that they're going to put in, whether it's Alabama, whether it's Cincinnati, whether it's – I don't think Oklahoma's going to get in, but we definitely are better than them. Right. And that's – and I think we have a good shot against Georgia too, if their defense is actually as good as they're making it out to be. With our high-powered offense, that's the game I want to see. If it's the number one defense versus the number one offense, let me see it. That's the worry.
0: matchup everyone wants. But
1: at the same time, I would also love to see Ohio State play Cincinnati. Yeah, like we've played Cincinnati in the past, and obviously they weren't even close.
0: I to mean, the two town years ago we shut them out. Right,
1: <laughs> so. but. We saw what Cincinnati did against Georgia last year. I mean, they mm-hmm. only lost by three points. So, right. I, I would even love to see that matchup. I'm not afraid of Alabama. Last year was, a f- I mean, Alabama's team was ridiculous. And, I mean, Pete Warner's not going to tackle Devonta Smith, let's be honest. Yeah. Or tough Borland it, on him in coverage. Like, yeah. of course they're going to single that out. And they're going to score 50 points on us. Like, I mean, yeah. we knew that was going to happen, I think. But... Anybody else you put us up against, I'm not worried about anybody. I want right. to see a good game, and I, as a Buckeye fan, and I know you feel this way, if we're the best at something, I want to see us face the team who's the best at the other thing. Because yeah. clearly, if we had the number one defense, I want to see the number one offense. Right. Right now, we have the number one offense. So give me Georgia yeah. off the rip. Give me the Sure, give me the four seed. Let's go back to when... Ohio State beat Alabama in the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans. Right. One versus four. What happened?
0: It's really, we I just want a shot.
1: I mean, exactly. Yeah. I would, lo- this is why I said this last week. I want, I wish that they didn't schedule so many years out in advance. I know it's impossible and you can't do it, but year starts. I'd love to be like, okay, we've through five games. We got the number one offense, number one defense. Let's just fire it up now. I mean, that kind of screws up a ton of stuff for your playoff, and that's why I think I'm a fan, and it will be more beneficial when they go to like an 8-team or a 16-team playoff because you'll kind of see a little bit more of that chance, and I think you're never not going to see the Buckeyes making the playoff if it's 16 to 8 teams because I don't care if we have two losses or anything. Yeah. We're going to be in. I mean, it's one of those things.
0: For me, it's it's the 2014 argument, right? I mean, we lost to Virginia Tech that year and won the national championship. I think this year we were flawed at the beginning, and those flaws were clearly evident in Oregon, and we have made monumental changes since then and have addressed them, whereas these other teams, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State obviously has gotten exposed but they're out of the discussion. Now. They, oh, got, yeah, they got they got two losses. They can't get back in. They There's got two no losses. Ways. I don't care if um, they beat us tomorrow right. somehow. You still can't bring them back in the discussion. No. You can't
1: lose to Illinois like that. No.
0: So, but those teams haven't been tested. Who has Michigan played? Washington? Who's garbage? <laughs> yeah, Washington and what was their other they had another non-conference game I thought that was somewhat decent but it turned out. Oh no. no. Uh, Michigan. Then they played Wisconsin, who yeah. everyone thought Wisconsin was going to be good, right? And they're but they're not. not. Good. They're yeah. not good. So yeah. and Michigan State like barely beat Indiana, who we just smacked it's up throttled. and down the field. Yeah. It was like a zero win play high school playoff team going up against B- the number one Bishop, Bishop Sycamore. Right. It was just <laughs> absurd. So uh, this this kind of brings me into a discussion that I kind of wanted to talk about that you guys talked about a little bit last week was. Do rankings matter? And this is something that I've heard people talk about. And everyone always says, "Oh, don't worry about the rankings. They don't matter. They don't matter until the playoff rankings come out. Don't even pay attention to the rankings." And that's like talking like sports journalism and like people in the beat talking. And it drives me nuts because it does matter. Right. It and it to me it does matter and. There's a difference between it, do, it mattering and or does it matter and should it matter, right? Should it matter? No, I don't think it should matter because look at the preseason rankings every year. You got Notre Dame, Michigan, oh, it's the Miami, same, it's the same Texas, yeah. all these teams ranked in Thompson. there that yeah, just shit the bed every year yeah. and they're only ranked. But the thing that I think people with this argument that rankings don't matter until the playoff rankings come out forget as to how the narrative is, is made. And it's made by who have you beat. Right. And it's who have you beat the narrative is built off of what were they ranked. Yeah. yeah. Cause right? Because if, like, if, if, if you look at Oregon right now. Right. What's their argument? Their only argument is, is that, that they beat us. us yeah. Right? Yeah. So. But the thing is, is
1: is it somehow more beneficial Let's say, okay. Let's here's a here's a good for instance. Let's pretend that Indiana, when we played them, was not ranked, which they weren't. But they didn't have, they only had maybe one loss. They were just unranked. Mm-hmm. Okay, we beat them, and uh, maybe it was a close close ish game. Okay, well they go on and they win every game from then on out, and they end the season ranked. You know, let's say top fifteen. Is that better for us that they ended in a higher spot, or that we would face them? Let's say if they were ranked at the time, and then we beat them, and then they suck the rest of the year. Well, Cause, yeah, because obviously that could go for this game tomorrow. Yeah, that's right? what I was gonna say. They're ranked twentieth right now. We beat them, and they're unranked. Correct, but we beat them when they were twentieth. Right,
0: like, but that's the same. That's what the SEC survived off of. But, for so long because they just beat we, up on each other we and not always. Why to figure
1: the, out. the SEC survives? Because ESPN the SEC, control, Yeah. Because ESPN controls the college football playoff and they control the hype and the media on right. on college football and apparently if it's not SEC it's nothing.
0: Right. Well that's what bothers me when people say that rankings don't matter because rankings are what ESPN, and other sports media cover. They're not going to cover SMU. Right. Or, well, they might cover SMU this year because they're undefeated, but they've played nobody. Right. Um, But they're not going to cover. There's good teams out there. I guarantee you right now there's good teams out there that are unranked. I'm going right now with my UCLA Bruins. I've been riding the train all year. They're not a bad team. They lost to Oregon at home by three. Not a bad team. I think they have three losses. The road, well, they 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 do have three losses, <laughs> but on the surface, from a casual on a, a casual football fan's perspective, yeah. they're not ranked. They're a bad team. Right. Right. Yep. I I watch a lot of football. I know that Dorian Thompson Robinson is a great quarterback. That ninety percent of teams would love to have oh, on it, on, it yeah. on their team. Like that's the thing that drives me nuts when people say rankings don't matter because they do, because that's who the teams that are followed throughout the season and that's what shapes the narrative Because when it comes down to it at the end of the season, who's been getting the press, who's been getting the the exposure. Right. It's the teams that were ranked.
1: That's why I wish and I didn't say this last week, but I kind of wish I would have. I wish that they would kind of incorporate what the BCS had to offer and the college football playoff at the same time. Because the BCS was all based off basically an algorithm of all these different, you know, statistics of like win percentage, strength of schedule, all this kind of stuff. Right now we've got a committee that picks the four best teams in their eyes and... I don't care who you are. Nobody can tell me that it doesn't have anything to do with, oh, well, this is how much money this team can generate for us. And that's why the Buckeyes probably made it in 2014, even with one loss, because they're like, oh, hey, it's going to be Bama versus Ohio State. You're talking the two largest...
0: And they know that the fan base has traveled well. Exactly. Because it's going to bring all that money. Especially to New Orleans. I mean,
1: so that's why I wish not necessarily whatever the algorithm or or formula was for the BCS, because I feel like sometimes it was a little bit tarnished, but maybe come up with a new algorithm of, like, okay, these certain statistics that actually matter. Like, yeah, strength is... I mean, I feel like strength of schedule should be in there, even though some people aren't as lucky as us Buckeyes where we can literally schedule whoever the hell we want. But, like smu wants a fighting chance to get in let's say mm-hmm. like they're gonna have a pretty hard time
0: scheduling a top tier team well it beca- could benefit both R- though right because and- a smu is a decent middle of the road team right so it's better for a big team to schedule an smu and beat them than schedule an akron right but i'm them. saying
1: it's harder for them than it is for us right so like we're we're obviously already getting the benefit of the doubt with when it comes to scheduling. Same with Alabama, Georgia, mm-hmm. Florida, uh, Michigan. You know those those teams. We got a better chance at scheduling off the rip, which is gonna. We could get the hardest strength to schedule every year if that we knew that was a factor. Yeah. Going in, clearly that is not a factor in the CFP. It's just winning all, as many games as you can win and right. trying not to lose. So. And Clemson proved that, I don't know how many years now, you know, when Trevor Lawrence was the quarterback, you could pretty much have a cupcake schedule. I mean, their strength of schedule was never, like, even in the top 40.
0: Right. Their schedule was basically just as bad as it would be this year, only they just happened to suck as well right. this year. Like, exactly. the ACC's garbage. Right, and, and that's Since why, Miami and Florida right. State fell off, they're, they're garbage. Right.
1: And I feel like if you had an algorithm and not people choosing based off revenue, you'd get the teams and you'd get the matchups that you actually want to see. So
0: why can't we have the BCS? Because I
1: guarantee you, Oklahoma probably would not be in it. Yeah.
0: So we need the BCS and then just the top four teams. Well, I want If I, it's a four team, obviously I want I a 12 go, team. I want to go
1: to eight or 16, to
0: be I honest. I think 16's too much. I, I want a 12. I think a 12's good, given a bye. But give us the BCS. Take the human element out of it, because you also have like ADs and commissioners of leagues in yeah. there. It's like I, I don't. I don't know. I'm just.
1: How about we just go to a whole whole different thing where we talked about? I don't know if we talked about this before, but you and I have talked about it. The Super Conferences. Yeah. Okay. Go to the Super Conferences. Four of them. Okay, with all the teams that you want to have in that. And then you go to the NFL way of doing things, as far as the playoffs. Where, you know what? Okay, you can lose, and it doesn't matter. This is how we're going to you know, rank you. And then you get into a playoff system, and you go from there. Yeah. Because then it's based on your record. Mm-hmm. Okay? The teams that you... And you're going to have to play the same... I mean, even if in college, you could make it six teams in a division. Yeah, And... You know run with that The but thing though the I thing think about that would make it Because then you can have Your 16 team playoff Or yeah. whatever You know what I mean
0: But I don't The thing that I Want to preserve And love about college football Is the absolute High stakes
1: But But it's also fake That's I know there's high, It's high stakes And you want to win Every single game And it's important To win every single game But at the end of the day Which we just talked about When it gets to time To pick the four teams Yeah Yeah it's just whatever's gonna make them the most money and be the most exciting. Yeah, and I, we and we. But I mean, it's also we want to have top offense versus top defense. We want to see that. And right. if you can, you know, put the playoff thing together like the NFL does, you're actually getting that.
0: In theory, in theory, I you mean, are
1: the NFL's rigged? Let's be honest. But in the regular season, I feel. But yeah, in general, that's what but you're getting.
0: To me, the thing is, is. College football is very high stakes, but it's also once you get to that playoff where it's sixteen teams, any any one could win any one of those games. You got to yeah. get to a lot, through a lot more games to see that Ohio State <clears throat> versus Georgia, right? Right. So to me, it's like you just got to find that balance. That's why I like twelve. I think you give the the buys to the the top seats, but the. I mean, as far as the high stakes like it's proven, like we have talked about the media, how they shape the narrative, the money, how that plays into it. But no two lost team has made the playoffs yet. Yeah, Period. but
1: I feel like it's coming.
0: I I I don't I don't think in a four team playoff no, it, it's come, it's happening ever.
1: It would ha- it would have to be a crazy circumstance and this could I, I'm saying this could be the year because Let's just say, what if the Buckeyes lose another one and Alabama also loses another one? And I'm pretty sure the teams all behind the two of us all have two losses.
0: If Alabama loses another one, Oregon loses another one, and Ohio State loses another one, Alabama's getting in. That's what I mean. Right? That's it. There's your two-loss team right there. and. this is assuming Oklahoma miraculously wins out somehow, which I don't think they're. They could
1: barely them. beat Kansas. I'd be surprised. Obviously, in this
0: scenario, out. scenario Georgia is probably the team that beat Bama, right? Yeah. So for the second time, so, right. it, it, I don't know. Two lost team in the fourteen playoff. Um, it's it's not. I don't. I don't think it's happening. Um, but we uh, moving on. Let's get to the NFL because. You're a Browns guy. I know. I got to hear about... I mean, we got to talk about last week's game, which sucked for me. Yeah, I
1: mean, I'm happy we got the W. I think it was a great game. And Evan will attest to this if he's listening. Him and I have had a discussion about Dearness Johnson in the past. when Mm -hmm. he, Like last year when he played against the Cowboys and he had 94 yards on 14 carriers or whatever. I said to him then, and we never got to see much of him, I feel like he is like Alvin Kamara two He looks like him. He can catch balls out of the backfield and he has that like that vision and patience when he first gets the ball handed off to him. You see the some of those dudes like Kareem Hunt is a great example where he gets the ball, he runs straight I mean, wherever he was going to go, he's going there. And he has no regard for the health of his body. He's going to truck somebody or he's going to bust it. He doesn't He wasn't like
0: that at Kansas City, though, either, which is crazy. But
1: then you look at, like, Dearness Johnson, Alvin Kamara, Le'Veon Bell back when he played for the Steelers. You know when they would get the ball and they almost, like, wait for a second? They're not running full speed and they just let it develop and they're patient. And then they bust through. Dearness Johnson has that. Yeah. And that's why I almost feel like if we wanted to, we could be a three headed monster in the backfield. But honestly at this point I'd
0: take him and Chubb and I mean, Hunt's getting up there, man, like He's I mean he was an NFL MVP. Yeah. But he has no regard for his body and you you need that out of a player sometimes. (laughs) But think about what he's worth. You you have a Chubb and you have a D. Ernest Johnson. Yeah. What could you get for a hunt? That's that's the question that I know. you got to ask in the NFL circles.
1: Right, but I get to this point, like I'm not sure what we need anymore.
0: A quarterback. That's what I'm going to tell you. I'm telling you, <laughs> telling you right now, you need I, a quarterback. Baker is not the guy. I'm I have faith
1: him. in my guy. I think Bake has done more than what. We even need... I mean, he took us to the playoffs in year three with three different coaches. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty... Ask any other rookie quarterback to go through the same thing and then take a team to the playoffs. Well, how many losses
0: do you guys have this year? Three. Who was the quarterback for those three losses? Baker. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but Case has one win. woo He hasn't played in... Over the wanted the...
0: Broncos. Oh, yeah.
1: They're, <laughs> now that Von Miller's out,
0: they're now even... Now they're gone. Literally, man.
1: your your best player is uh, um, Javon Williams, your new running back, the rookie. Okay, well... And you don't even play him. You're still giving Melvin Gordon all the snaps.
0: Well, Melvin Gordon's been doing good this year, too. I know. I have yeah. him on my
1: fantasy team, though, and he's been trash.
0: Well, for fantasy, he may be trash, but I'm telling you, he's actually... As far as Melvin Gordon years, cause I've had what three with him now. This is his best year by far. I mean What what is it then? If it's not Look at your roster for the Browns. What is it then? Cuz you literally are stacked everywhere.
1: I think that's there's just been so many things that have happened as far as like okay, OBJ drama constantly. I mean, it, it's not
0: drama. He just hurt
1: no, but the media doesn't ever shut up about him yeah. nonstop. He could, he could smirk at somebody the wrong way, and they're gonna talk about it. Okay, you got that.
0: But that's not on the field.
1: It, it doesn't. It there, there's no way they're not talking about it in the locker room.
0: If if anybody the ever locker said, room's still not the field, man. Like he ain't even playing. I know, but if you got if
1: you have problems. You're telling me you can just get rid of them right before you get on the field. There's no way. When you,
0: if you, I can't imagine the problems. If there you that have a big. bad day
1: and then you go to work, you're you're just gonna be instantly like, whoo. Well, I'm I'm just no, saying you're gonna like you go to work with the same baggage, and you're gonna just try to gut it out, and that's exactly what's happening. Yes, he's hurt. So I mean, but I don't know how severe that's one the player though. Is. What else? Correct. Chubb
0: and Hunt. What about him right now?
1: both hurt right now right. but Chubb's back so we're good but we have both of them hurt so but right they played when
0: during the losses Yeah I mean the
1: referee screwed us <laughs> in two games
0: <laughs> Oh now we're bringing up refs
1: Now we're going low I I'm not going to say that Baker hasn't made mistakes and been the cause for some of the losses but I'm willing he, to be given given have my mind changed I'm through, just telling given you Given what he's been through and what we're doing so far I feel like you have to be more than happy with what he's been able to do. Three different head coaches, and then to make the playoffs and get a playoff win, and on top of that, it's against the Steelers. I know right. Ben has a noodle for an arm, okay? We, it doesn't matter. Like the Just the way that game was played, and then when we face the Chiefs, we probably should have beat them too. If Would we even be having this conversation or would anybody even still be talking shit about Baker if the Browns would have ended up beating the Chiefs in that game?
0: If they lost to the shitty Chiefs team that they lost to this year, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. We, we don't know. I guarantee, though, if – Baker and the Browns would have beaten the Chiefs last year, which they should have, except for that dumbass NFL rule where if the ball goes out of bounds, <laughs> right? There, it's a turnover. Like that is the dumbest shit. I, Here's I, the
0: thing: I feel like I got it from an interesting perspective because I do root for the Browns, but I'm not a Browns fan, not a lifelong Browns fan. I feel like your guys' standards have just been beaten down. We don't to have the any. point. You're trying to get- like you're just so thankful that that Baker brought you to the playoffs like i do think baker was the right thing for the browns when he came to the browns i think he's done a a very good job in the league i think he's done good for the browns i think his mentality it fits perfectly with the browns i just do not think he is the guy that you want two minutes left you're down by six and you got to roll roll down the field with Baker Mayfield yep. like in against a, I'm um, against a Tom Brady team or a perfectly like Super Bowl caliber team. I just don't think well, Baker's that guy.
1: In the the game before the Broncos, uh, who did they they played the Cardinals? In that game, they brought up a graphic on TV that said they were talking about last minute drop. No, no, no. It was not the Cardinals game who did we play the week before that that we we lost because we had two losses in a row, but we had a chance to go down the field and win the game. They brought up a graphic that said Baker has eight game-winning drives out of 12 possible game-winning drives. But nobody remembers that. Nobody talks about that. That's a very
0: obscure fact, though. That could be eight. Eight out of 12, though. Yeah, but it doesn't say who those 12 opponents were. Who cares? What eight if it was. You'd have okay, a if, drive. if you had a He's quarterback done. for Ohio State. What's the percentage? Who was 8 of eight 12 on game winning drives against Illinois. How I, much would that stat why, matter?
1: Why are there game winning drives against Illinois? The defense exactly. should have been able to. De- That's a but great question. Then you have to go back to the, de- what That's the defense. That's a great question. Does? In that game against the. Uh, who did I just say we played before? The. Uh, um, Cardinals that we lost to oh the last minute. Ravens. No, we haven't played them yet. I don't remember who it was, but we scored forty-eight points in the game. No, no, no. Sorry, four forty, and they scored forty-two. It was the Chargers. The defense gave up forty-two. Baker did his job. He went out and got us forty points. Okay, so our what's the argument on
0: the defense then? Oh, Who's they, they're where's they're the
1: weak link? Everything is the weak link. Uh, honestly, our corners are supposed to be amazing. They all get hurt. The <laughs> linebackers, literally all of them are just average. I, I, Jeremiah owusu korma yeah, I couldn't name he's one best, linebacker for the He just got hurt, rounds. and they didn't even play him the first couple games to his full potential. Now, Then they finally realized, oh, hey, we should probably get this guy in. Yeah. And our defensive line is great. But yeah. the defensive line can only do so much. We've stopped teams from running the ball yeah when it comes to passing the ball, it's like we our guys are just trying to be like, oh, i stopped you for one play then they go right back to next play and they get burned i mean i I put a lot of it on the defense as well okay i I like Baker I want to give him some more opportunity and I mean shit, let's even see what happens if they do give him a deal which. I'm gonna say it's probably gonna be about 35 million a year, which well, is well,
0: he's he's screwed now since he got hurt. I don't think
1: he's screwed. I think if they still make the playoffs this year, or even have if you they seen ha- the second half of their schedule, have, or even if they have a winning season, yeah, they still probably give him 35 million, which is not that much, dude. The second half of, of their
0: schedule. Oh, is it's
1: gonna be great. I'm brutal. excited. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. we for
0: Ravens. Bengals. We
1: got Ravens back to back with yeah. a bye week in the middle, though.
0: That's, oh. it's it's gonna be. We got be Bengals, rough. Raiders. They play the Raiders. The, the Raiders are trash. N- they're not trash, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. I don't like them. I don't like them either. But they're, they're not trash. trash. They're trash. All right, but, all right. Well, so I'll ask you one last question. Okay. Next. Pff, let's see. Twelve years. Are you? Picking Baker Mayfield as your quarterback or the field? For the next twelve years? Ten years. Let's go ten. Ten years. That'd be a what? Thirteen-year career for him?
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think Baker he's Mayfield go for that or the long. field. No,
0: I'd rather. Are take Are you the taking field. Baker or the field? I'd take the field. But i Okay. I'm not, so I'm not talking about five years for that long. Five years.
1: No, because I, I mean I. So he's already been there for three, and I think he's going to get a four-year contract. So I think he's got seven years total with the Browns. And if, if he wins a Super Bowl, then he has so, then he has thirteen.
0: Okay, so what do you think people are saying? The Chiefs fans are saying about Mahomes.
1: They're they're calling for him to be traded already.
0: Have <laughs> not, not yeah, not you not seen that on Twitter? <laughs> not the smart ones. It's what do you think moves. New England fans are saying about Tom but, Brady? But today?
1: look at look at Mahomes. He got a how many million dollars? Almost he's take, $500 million?
0: The dude is take, If you're, That's just ignorance then, because Kansas City fans apparently don't know football, because all you need is a quarterback, and he's obviously gotten them there.
1: But they gave him $500 million,
0: and now he looks like he forgot how to play. Hey, well, maybe I'd forget some things too if I had $500 million. Yeah, well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Maybe let's
1: give Baker a chance, because maybe all he can think about right now is getting paid.
0: I'm telling you, if Kansas, if I was, if I was a fan, and I was, if I had Patrick Mahomes, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes for the next ten years. Yeah, well, I if don't... I had Lamar Jackson, I'm taking Lamar, maybe for the five, so, not ten. So
1: next year, if he breaks his leg, you still want. That's
0: why I said five, not ten.
1: Oh, five. Okay, well, yeah. and I, for that's... for Lamar. Well, and that's why I'm saying for Baker. He's going to get a four year deal. Mm-hmm. So he'll be there seven, eight years. If no Super Bowl happens, bye bye, bud. Thank yeah. you for what you've done. But if he wins one, or even, I would say, even if he makes it, because that goes to show you that we can get there. We maybe, who knows what happens in the Super Bowl if we lose that, okay? Yeah. Then, yes, give him 13 years, 100%. Yeah. But if he has nothing to show for it after this next contract,
0: mm-hmm. goodbye. I mean the, the my only dog on Baker is you can't have more offensive weapons around you than he has. I mean, period. I
1: I, I would I said this to my buddy Evan the other day, which is completely out of the topic of Baker and I'm gonna rant for a minute. <laughs> is that Jarvis Landry deserves Odell Beckham's money. Yeah. Jarvis he, he is, is amazing. A top five wide receiver in the NFL hundred percent. The dude cannot drop a ball if he wanted to. He you he can get hit yeah. where the ball is in his hands, and he'll still catch. I mean, he's amazing. Like, he's he's ama- amazing. He deserves Odell Beckham's money tenfold. Yeah, and Odell needs Rashard Higgins' money at this rate.
0: And he and Jarvis does it year in and year out. Year That's in what I mean. and year out, and he's there for the game. And I was Odell just, isn't.
1: I was just thinking about this the other day. Besides Odell's catch. Okay, when he was a giant. And yeah, he had a lot of 100 yard games. He's a good player. He, he's athletic. But all I see now is these clips on Twitter and whatever of Odell with a one handed catch in warm ups. Yeah. <laughs> but What's he, that but, doing? But in the game, guess what? It's fourth and two, drop.
0: Fourth and two on the sidelines? Yeah.
1: I mean, just <laughs> d- drop City. I. I like I said before, maybe he's got a lot going on in his head right now. Who knows? There's always a lot of drama surrounding him. I don't know what to think of it, but I'm on my wits end with him of all people. Not Baker. I'm on my wits end with him because look at who we have. Higgins, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Demetric Felton. Mm-hmm. Three tight ends that could and be Joker. number ones yeah. on any team. Freaking Hooper, Njoku, Bryant. Yeah. I mean, and we got three running backs, like I right. mentioned. You that's got why. That's Chun why. Hunt yeah, and Johnson. I mean, honestly, Odell is just bringing some what I think unwanted drama. If he produced though, I I would have nothing to say. And I feel like last year, up until he got hurt, he was. I mean, he had a touchdown. He threw a touchdown pass in the big game against the Cowboys.
0: I just he. uh I have a special hate in my heart for Odell because he's he screwed me in fantasy. His last year, I just picked him up in one of my His last year in New York, and then his first year with the Browns, he was my. I thought because his last year with New York, he was hurt, right? You know, I thought he'd come to the Browns, and then he got hurt again, and just screwed me. Absolutely screwed me. I hate him. Um, How as a Browns fan do you feel about the Bengals? Did you see their game last week?
1: Yeah, they look incredible. And I hope that when we play them, it's a good game. Yeah. I think it's finally good football for three teams other than the Steelers for once. Like, I'm excited to play the Bengals. You know, normally we'd go in. Well, you're a Broncos fan, but follow the Browns. But normally as a Browns fan, going into a Bengals game, it's like, okay, we're getting a dub. Yeah. Even when Dalton was the quarterback and they made the playoffs, I was still like, "Okay, we have a pretty good shot against the Bengals. It's the Bengals. This team looks like the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, they should have beat the Packers. Mm-hmm. So that's only one loss, and they lost to the uh, the Bears. Like, and and Burrow threw three picks in the yeah. game.
0: Like, I mean, I I love they, Burrow. They like, are a great
1: team, and I would love to see another Ohio team. Do something. If it's not the Browns this year, I will hop on the Cincinnati bandwagon for the entire playoffs. Yeah, because and I'm not going to be like switching my fandom, you know. But for a playoff run, if an Ohio team is in it and doing it, oh yeah, man, you got it
0: all day, like. I, I don't know how Bengals fans went through all those years of Marvin Lewis oh, mediocrity. Like, has there any, ever just... been a more mediocre coach that just had a job for 20 years? Like, what? <laughs> was it
1: really 20 years, though? I don't, I don't know, know how long. long. It, it felt a like lo- It was a long time. Years. It was a I know long that.
0: time. But Either way, like, I'm rooting for Joe Burrow and not really rooting for the Bengals. I don't care, but I'm a big Joe Burrow f- fan, yep. I th- think it's awesome. If, I think every Ohio State fan should root for Joe Burrow. Like, he did his time at Ohio State, went to LSU, won a championship, and we all rooted for him. And he came back to Ohio, won the Heisman, highlighted the Athens, you know, the poverty down in right. Athens, yeah. which, I mean, from going to OU, I know what right. it's like down there. And the dude was playing at the Plains High School while I was down at OU, which right. was the high school of Athens. really. right. So, rooting for the dude, I think he's awesome. I hope he has an amazing career. Hopefully, maybe someday he'll go to the Browns and then I oh. do have, have to root for shitty Baker Mayfield. Oh, my God. Because, trust me, people, I was at that game where Baker decided to plant the flag oh. in the damn shoe. I remember that. It yeah, still I hated burned it in into my too, brain to this day.
1: You kind of, you got to. Forgive and forget. If you know, you're a Browns I mean, fan, you got to forgive, forgive and, and forget, forget. But I'm I not. will say this. I uh, kind of think about sometimes, what if we could go back to when Burrow was at Ohio State? Like, was he as good? Would he be as good as he was at LSU if we would have given him a shot? I mean, we have the weapons. I don't know if we have... If at the time we had Jamar Chase Freaking
0: I don't uh, think we did, that's a J- problem Justin Jefferson, yeah.
1: Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at the t- You know what I mean? The receivers
0: but he had at, at LSU
1: They were the real deal But I, so I just sometimes wish we could go back And I think Urban would have been the same way Now that he's seen everything that's happened Especially when he went to LSU and did all that shit If we could have just seen Even just a season Yeah I would have loved it now, but that's the thing. Obviously, you see something good happen, so you're like, "If he would have been shitty, I'd have been like Yeah. good riddance, bud. Thanks.'" But well, like, the thing that is, to it's, show you who was in the room. Yeah. I mean, freaking J T. Barrett, the starter, is the only one not in the NFL. Yeah, even D- Dwayne Strip Club Extraordinaire right is in the NFL. Like,
0: and Dwayne, I think he still had amazing potential. He just he, he, still he should does. have he should have stayed, man. It's I just know. It's that's the problem. I think, I mean, and you got to understand the, you got to remember the the perspective and the situation was, Burrow got hurt, man. Yeah. So they didn't have a choice. We had Haskins and we rolled with the hot hand. Yeah. And before, I mean, I don't think people remember what it was like before Dwayne Haskins, Justin Fields, even C.J. Stroud. Now, like, Dwayne Haskins was the best thrower of the football oh. I had seen for Ohio State. Since, ever oh like, yeah, since yeah. The, my fandom, Craig Krenzel. I mean, look at our quarterbacks, Craig yeah. Krenzel. Like Troy Smith won a Heisman, but he, he he was accurate. Braxton Miller, Braxton Miller, absolutely amazing athlete. My one of my favorite all time right. players ever for yeah, us. Let's think about
1: but, quarterbacks going back a ways. How about Steve Bellisari? <laughs>
0: Bella, sorry. Remember
1: before? I think it was senior night. He got a DUI. Yeah, and then couldn't even play. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So (laughs) I was at that the that senior night game or senior day game, and like I remember that coming out in the news, and I was like, "What in the world, dude?"
0: Yeah. So I don't want to lose perspective. Like, it's a great question: is what if? But Haskins was. Amazing when we played, when he played. Like, we just happened to be weak at running back while he was there. I mean, and, I mean, because we were still doing the Mike Weber, oh, J.K. Dobbins juggle. It was just well, J.K. That's all we
1: needed. Yeah. Uh, well, just as a <sighs> reminder to everybody, though, this is not a sports podcast. Yeah, this it's just, not. We got pretty we, heavy We into had it. no guests tonight, and we were both, have been fired up this whole week about, all things sports and obviously since sean had covid we couldn't actually get together and we were just like can't wait to argue about sports shit like we always do on friday during the podcast so it worked out um but before we make this episode two hours long by still talking about sports we should get into our very last segment uh of of the night which is Summer's over, so we need to obviously highlight the three things that were the best things you did this summer, now here, before we go into fall.
0: Yeah, uh, so three for me. Uh, So one was going to the memorial at Muirfield, which you took me to, so first golf event I'd ever been to, whether it be high school or anything, so to make that my first was pretty awesome the first night we went (laughs) got to see one shot off the tee and then it was canceled but luckily yeah rain delay luckily we had some tent tickets so we had
1: free drinks for hours (laughs) we had free drinks for that helped quite a bit
0: two hours and i got to meet bobby uh that day and everything and got to walk the course which was pretty cool so definitely a great way to kick off the summer because that was what back in may right uh April, May time frame? Yeah, May. No, yeah. no,
1: no. Yeah, no, it's the first week of June. So yeah, it was end of May, first week yeah. of June. Yeah.
0: So that's my first one. Uh second one would be another one. Both of us, we got to you took me over and we played at Urbana Country Club. Um Absolutely. I mean we played a lot of golf. Well, not a lot, but we played some decent golf this summer and just and amazing place in the middle of nowhere Ohio uh, we got to go out and play no one on the course um, designed by the famous Die family right so P.B. Dye was there Pete Dye's son um, and we got to meet him and talk to him so absolutely amazing experience love that and then my last one is going to Kelly's Island for my birthday with I got I was up there with my mom and my dad and Whitney and then her family came up too. So got to spend the day up at the islands. I mean
1: You're an island boy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> don't don't even go there. Uh, but it was uh, middle of October and it was eight like seventy high seventies out, sunny out on the islands. It was absolutely awesome day. I'm so thankful for my parents taking me up there and, and getting to spend some time with them. It was a great time out there. So, those are my three summer highlights. What about
1: you? I, well, I was just thinking before I get to my highlights, we talked about doing a day up at Putten Bay, not going absolutely ham, which would be super easy to do, but like actually checking out all the shit up there. And we never did it. Renting a golf cart and all that stuff. We ran we out did. of time. Man. I know. We have to make sure to put that on the list next year. Then we can talk about that on the pod one day for the people who maybe haven't been up there. Oh yeah. Give them a little rundown of like the cool shit to go and do. Um my three highlights, I'm gonna start with uh Bobby who was just on the pod last week, and Evan, who was my co host who's also been a guest. Uh both of them got married here in the last couple months, so that was definitely one of my highlights of the summer was uh I was in both of their weddings, so it was awesome to get to stand by them and watch them marry the women of their dreams so uh it was really cool a lot of fun and uh now obviously they're not gonna hopefully get married ever again (laughs) so that once in a lifetime exactly it was a great once in a lifetime party um second would be uh over july 4th uh we celebrated my grandfather who passed away last year uh in november uh, his favorite holiday of all time was July 4th, and we used to have family reunions on July 4th at their place uh, out in Marysville, which is where I grew up. And uh, so that was his favorite holiday, and he loved to get everybody together. So my grandma put something together like, let's celebrate him since COVID happened. We didn't all get to have a funeral or whatever. This was like our our thing to get together. So I saw a bunch of my cousins who I haven't seen from minnesota and like just all over the place it was cool to get the whole family together and the craziest part was all my cousins that have kids also and i have charlotte and so we got them all up there and so there was like 14 great grandkids they're playing like it was literally so awesome to see and i couldn't have i i wish that my grandfather could have been there i mean he was in spirit, but I wish he could have been there because that was like his ultimate thing was just seeing his whole family, which I can only imagine, you know, you're just one person, but you may, you basically made this all happen kind yeah. of thing. And then you get to bring them all to your place. So that and was... And
0: celebrate America on the same day. America. Yeah. We had a great pancake
1: <laughs> breakfast one day. It was literally so good. And my third uh, is two things. Obviously, the memorial tournament that you and I went to it was a blast. Uh, obviously, the first day, like you said, getting rained out, but we had a gazillion beverages, and that Life made it still awesome. still give us crap stay <laughs> about that. Uh, that it was so fun, though. And then, obviously, we went back on uh, Sunday to watch the final. And we walked with Scotty Scheffler and those final groups, and we got to see the uh, uh, the playoff happen between Morikawa and Patrick Cantley, which it's hard to believe at that time those two were playing in a playoff. And, uh, what, Morikawa went on to win two majors, and Patrick Cantley won uh, the FedEx Cup and Player of the Year. They both played on the Ryder Cup team.
0: Patty Eyes. And we just watched them
1: have a little playoff at Mirfield Village, so... And, obviously, I played at Mirafield Village this year for, like, the sixth or seventh time, so that was a cool thing. But the second thing on my third was uh, fantasy football drafts. I'm in four leagues. It's, like, one of my favorite things to do. And I just love getting together with all the guys I'm in leagues with. And, like, because you do it once a year. You know, I don't... And it's always right towards the end of summer, right before football starts. And, uh... So I always enjoy doing that and being oh, with yeah. all the people. So that was my uh, my third and final one. But it's I mean, looking at our stuff here and what we've talked about and all the things we've done, we had a killer summer.
0: Yeah, I'd so, say honorable mention for me was a little staycation weekend. We had, oh, we literally did like every we planned out this weekend drunk one night to a T and, and we executed followed it through with every single perfectly. Plan we I had. mean, we yeah. did a pool day. We went to a Clippers game. We went to the zoo. Right. Like, it was a... a and it wasn't a long weekend. It was only no. a, a normal weekend. Just normal. We did it all. <laughs> yeah. So, we definitely had a good summer, for sure.
1: Well, and on top of that, I guess my honorable mention would be we started this. I mean, it yeah. was and it was September. End of September, right? If this is episode five. Yeah. So, yeah, I think end of September. So, I guess you could classify that as summer. we started our pod and yeah just seeing where it rolls from here yeah so.
0: so that pretty much brings episode five to an end summer's over uh this episode's over no guest tonight but we still managed to go for an hour and 40 minutes because you get us two talking about sports and uh we can go for a while but we appreciate you if you made it this long um again make sure you follow us on social media You can follow all or you can find all our links to our social media and our teespring or not in our teespring and our uh, link tree, which we will post in our show notes. So again, we hope you'll follow us. We hope you'll listen and we look forward to talking and hearing from you guys in the future. Thanks.